Welcome to the Hospitality Maverick podcast with me, Michael Tinkser. We at Hospitality Mavericks are here to inspire leaders to create heart-centered and profitable businesses from the inside out, the kind that both employees and customers love and support. Thanks BizSimply for sponsoring this episode as our show partner. And BizSimply is the all-in-one HR workforce management rotor operation software designed and built by hospitality experts to make every shift run like clockwork. And we join forces to help the industry find new ways to become even more innovative in how we lead our people, how we operate, to how we grow our businesses, to how we serve our customers. Together, we want to share strategies and tools that can make the industry thrive long-term, not just survive. I, I think if there's one message we could get across to everybody that's listening or watching is we do, we suffer so much in our imagination. And actually, reality is is always different. And it, getting it out and reading it and going, okay, so if that's that's what you're feeling about this particular thing that this obstacle is just too high, what if we break it down? What do we what if we to eat the elephant piece by piece and start to break that down? And uh, and are the, is is a lot of what you're thinking true? The vision piece is the really big picture. Breaks are off. This is how I'd love to be living. The goals and actions are the stepping stones that we build out to get to that place. Please welcome back Ali Gordon, a coach, confident and mentor. And he was the most downloaded guest in 2023 with episode number 193 on setting the right goals. I recommend you to go back and listen to this as you're preparing for the new year. But maybe as we start off with this episode, because you are probably like me, working on creating a better future. And that's what today's episode is all about. So it was great to have Ali back to the show to discuss of how we can achieve our dreams and aspiration by working with our values and vision for the future. This conversation is what I will call, like last year, a masterclass. But this time envisioning and how you set yourself up for a better future. We discuss why it's important to having a vision, what is the difference between goals and vision, what is the vision guide, and how can you use a vision guide to write your own vision and really bring it to life. And we also talk about the secret steps to write the best vision for you. We also dive into the importance of writing down your values and why that is so important and what typical are the biggest blockers people to live their best life or the best version of themselves. We have a bit of a conversation around how we deal with imperfections and how we can change our belief systems. If you like today's episode, it will mean the world to me if you can leave a review of the show on either on our website, Apple Podcast, or Spotify. The better the views, the better the guest, and ultimately, the better the learning is for you. Now, grab your notebook. That's a lot of advice in this conversation about how you can improve your quality of life and how you become the person you want to be here in 2024. And remember, to accomplish great things, we must not only act, but also dream, not only plan, but also believe. Enjoy. And we're back again this year with Ali. 
there's many reasons for that, but the the main reason is that what we talked about last year, apparently with the audience out there, was so popular, Ali. You are the most popular and written to on all platforms because I said first to you, it's on Spotify, so it might not be. Just set your expectation, and then I went back and checked, and we just put you in the newsletter this week as well that. You are actually the most downloaded and most engaged conversation from last year. And what we talked about last year is about how to set better goals and actually yeah. achieve these goals and make them into daily habits. And yeah, it will be in the newsletter, but go back and listen to number 193, I think, with Ali Gordon and, and, and start there. But we, we, we're going to extend today where we're going to be talking a bit about that thing about having a vision for life. So not just a goal, but what I often say is it's, it's a three to 10 year out in the future kind of state of life. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about how you actually bring that into daily life, which I thought is really the interesting bit because you can all, we can all paint a picture, but how do we actually get there? So, so welcome to the show again, Ali. It's a great pleasure to have you here. Michael, thanks. Thanks again for having me. It's yeah, it's becoming quite a regular, regular thing in every year. So yeah, no, yeah. lovely to be here again. Happy, happy Christmas. Yeah, you too. It's it's just around the corner, isn't it? So I think actually I found, I think, I can't remember, you shared a quote, and I think it sets very well the scene before we, we jump in to talk about vision. You said, send a vision here, there's a, a, a quote saying, to accomplish great things, we will not only, but also dream, not only plan, but also believe. And I think that quote really, in a way, frames very well what vision work is. And I have been so lucky that you're taking me through the vision work, so I've been doing it. But can you talk a bit about, like, what is the vision work? Because many will probably think vision statements, like in companies and, and so on. That's the first thing they will think. Or how Singermans, we talked a lot here on the podcast, do visions in about their business, but it's not, it's about your life and yeah. the kind of life you want to live. So, so just going back to the, to the goals thing, actually, the, the vision piece is, is, is the, mo the most important piece. And to to my mind, the vision piece is very much breaks off. It's, it's a, imagine with everything out of the way, what would you, what would you like your life to look like? And that really comes down to your health your career, your financials, where you'd like to live, how you'd like to be, how you'd like to be remembered, the friendships you'd like to have, the personal growth. It's all, it's all levels, right? But what it is, 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 and, and this is, I think, where so many people get stuck. They sort of sense, they sort of self-censor. They say, well, I can't, I can't do that because, and actually this piece of work is that is the nicest bit because it's the, it's the what, it's the just absolutely everything out there on a piece of paper on a on a laptop and i know it's through talking to you it takes time because it just starts to come starts to come we get the brakes off so really visioning is you actually imagined life it, without any thoughts of how am i going to get there that's that's not what's that that is normally what will get in the way in terms of people overthinking but i, I can't do that because there's this can this needs to happen this needs to happen we don't do that we do a lot of work on Actually, what would you like your life to look like around some success, fulfillment, and happiness as well? So why is it so important to work on this vision work? Because it seems like 
something very intangible, very far out in the future when it describes yeah. it. So why it's so important that we actually take this sometimes, maybe not as concrete as goals. We talked about smart goals last year. We were very specific yeah. about how you break down what you want yeah. to want in 2023. But here we are talking a bit more about a state, I would say, of the future. But why it's so important that you do that work? Because one of the conversations we had is that, as you said as well, this is more important actually than writing a goal because actually the quality of your goals will determine the quality by your vision. So the vision, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is it important? Because it's having a plan is, is incredibly important. And, and if you were going to build a house, for instance, you wouldn't just start putting a few bricks together and a bit of concrete and just start building something without, without a vision of a plan. You, would, you wouldn't try and go traveling to another destination without some kind of plan of how you're going to get there. And we often, and I was one of those people, I have to say, that was very much just set out, had a, a you know, great career, but had no, no sense of where I wanted to be or what I, what I wanted to be. And what I've discovered over the last four or five years of doing this work, it's incredibly important to have some sense of where you're going. And once you, once you can get that down on a piece of paper and then work towards the goals and actions, it's surprising how much starts to come into your life. And, and because subconsciously, and this is where I'm going to get a little bit coachy, subconsciously, it's, that it's like a, a scout going out and looking for those things. And I don't know if you've ever had a sense of if you're looking to buy a car, for instance, and or rent a car, or, or you see a car on a motorway and think, I've, I've not seen that car ever before. I quite like to have a look at that. And then suddenly you're seeing that car everywhere. That's because your subconscious has suddenly become aware of it. And the vision is something that you can look at weekly, monthly, or nightly, and remind yourself why you're doing what you're doing. And it is quite hard at the beginning, I have to say, and we've had this discussion, actually starting to think about what I do want rather than what I don't want. And that's the hard bit because I think we spend a lot of time talking about what we don't want and not enough mm. time about, about what we do want. And that is why I feel it's just so incredibly important because it starts to pull you towards where you want to go. And I think it's like, my own experience is also that if you, you have to revisit this every year, because before we did the work together, Ali, I had my own version of it, but I what I found out was that, and I was very much inspired from visioning statements in business and, you know, where are we in 10 years? And I thought I'll bring that into my probably life. very much from the work of Ari and, and Singerman's in the U S they do a business. Yeah. Um, yeah. But actually, I forgot the very critical things I did in the process of you. I actually started to become very concrete about how does that house look? Yes. Uh, how many countries do we actually live in? Uh, what kind of environment is in a house? How are we actually interacting as a family? Uh, what does it mean to have finance in order? What does that mean from an income point of view? What kind of things is not there anymore? Is there actually there's no mortgage, for example? That's, that's not, not a concern. And, and actually about how your children are feeling and doing. And that's where I felt it became, and I'm still, I'm actually still doing this work because I actually thought, oh yeah, I already have something. But actually, because suddenly you also have to go and align that if you have a partner, because 
partner. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Align those. And I think that's that's really where I think the vision work, why you should do it, because suddenly you also acknowledge and get happy when you see that happens. Because if you haven't put down the goalpost, I think, for that, or the feeling for that, or how that be. So that that'll be like my take on the the work we did together and where we are I'm now and I'm still my goal is to have ready for the new year but I can see it's like a very deep piece of work you're doing because you're revisiting yourself on many levels and I think that's the interesting bit compared to setting goals we we go a bit well what is the difference maybe and I think the difference is that you get very clear about where the compass is going not what task or result that needs to be achieved and you actually don't know when you're going to get it but it's out there that's why you get up every morning the purpose and direction in a way as i see it that you get very very clear about which sometimes when it especially in these time where we talked a bit about before the show we talked about it the last couple of months the mental load on leaders individuals yeah. in the moment in the world yeah. we is, is insane you know and people are just you know most people i've met that's going to be just ready for christmas so we, we should explain to them, Ali, maybe a bit, what, what is your view on the difference between, you know, we talked about goals last year and mission. What, what is the key difference between these practices? I think I touched on some of it, but I think it would be good for from, from your Between, between yeah. vision and, and, and goals. Yeah, like the key things yeah. that make the difference. Yeah. For, for me, it's very much, the goals are the sort of the lily pads that you have to sort of jump onto to, to make these things happen. And, and I, can I just talk a couple of things that you said, actually? Yeah. The vision piece is just, it's, it's, it's so much, you're absolutely right. It's so much more because you start, it's very layered because you get to understand the individual whenever I'm working with someone, for instance. So, so much of my work is about understanding how to lead yourself. And you can't lead unless you really understand what you, what you're looking for. And I know that so many of the sort of the, the business owners, the leaders that I work with, they use the, this work to go and talk to their own employees and understand what they need as well. It's quite a nice guideline. The other piece is, is that this is also about talking about how you want to feel, how mm. you actually feel about all this, and what is your opinion about yourself. Mm. One of the things when I started the, 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 the coaching business was talking to people and asking them to come work with me i felt quite salesy and actually i and i thought i'm gonna write down what my opinion of this is that this is work that i would have loved to have happened with me 20 years ago so i'm coming up with this with authenticity i'm doing this because it really matters to me and i know the impact i can have on my individual and i wrote those things down within my documents about you know the opinions about myself so it's so much more layered than just how much money do i want to earn What's the house I want to live in? Because all those those things are what what are the feelings that those bring up for you? Because those are the feelings you want to recapture almost every day. What why we're we getting up and doing those things while all the noise of the world is going on around us. There's some key things that we're driving towards. And one of the things that I did, I've a bit like you, you know, I, I wrote my vision piece every year. And I, I, I wasn't looking at it enough. I had a very pretty clear idea of where I wanted to take my life and where I wanted to take the business. So I just wrote out sort of six key, key, mo key things on a business side from the document and six key things from the, on the personal side. And I just look at that 
over a cup of coffee every morning just to remind myself where I want to be going and, what, and how I want to feel, what kind of father I want to be, what kind of business coach I want to be. So the, so, so the vision piece is very, very much the picture you're painting of, your, of how you want to be. And the goals are the stepping stones to get to that place. Mm. And we're talking about next week, Mike, and this is where everyone gets very, oh God, I can't do this. It's like, I had a, we're having a conversation this week with someone who says, want to start their own business. And there were, you could see there was a lot going on in their heads, but I can't, what about this? What about this? And like, okay, let's start to get that out onto this document and start to read out what, you know, what are your concerns? What are the roadblocks that are going to get in the way, which is the next part of the vision piece is, okay, so if this is where you want to be, what are the roadblocks that are going to get in the way? And then we can get, start to get those out of our head. And I know you're a big stoic fan, you know, Seneca has this, this view that, that will have this view that we live so much in our heads. And so there we go. <laughs> there we go. We have a more imagination than reality. We no, stuff a more in reality than imagination yeah, reality. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and that's one of our favorite quotes. Yeah. I, I think if there's one message we could get across to everybody that's listening or watching is we do, we suffer so much in our imagination. And actually, the reality is, is always different. And it, getting it out and reading and going, okay, so if that's, that's what you're feeling about this particular thing that this obstacle is just too high what if we break it down what do we what are we to eat the elephant piece by piece and start to break that down and uh, another is is a lot of what you're thinking true so 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 yes yeah, so to go back to your question is a long answer but the vision piece is the really big picture breaks her off this is how i'd love to be living the goals and actions are the stepping stones that we build out to get to that place does that make sense totally makes sense. i think also one yeah. thing you said is also about how when you, the vision the difference is that the vision is also about how you feel versus how you get there you know yes. and i think that feel was very much where it started slowing me down because actually how will i like to feel in the future it's a very it's very hard to write yeah yeah it's a, it is a, and you need to, I definitely found out, I've, I've then been focusing on in the morning as the first time writing on it because you need to be quite clear-headed because it's not a six o'clock, 10 o'clock in the evening because then you're not going to get the best thing out. And it's so important because where are you going to be in 10 years time? Uh, and it's a very good question. Where are you going to be and what kind of life and what kind of 10 years can disappear? A decade can disappear so quick if you don't think about where you want yeah. to be. It, you're absolutely right, Michael. And this is not about perfection. We're not. We're we 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 we're all imperfect. We're mm. not perfection here. We're not looking for ultra control. By writing a document, it doesn't mean that you kind of ultra controlled about your destiny, but or, or where you want to be. But you've got a sense of where you'd like to be, and as that picture starts to build, and we're not talking about doing your history homework on a Sunday night so that you get marked on a Monday morning. We're talking about something that you can dip into for half an hour, a cup of coffee, maybe you are, you know, you've done some exercise and you just dip into and think, actually, what I'd love to be feeling is this feeling right after the run or, and you start to build this sort of mental, emotional, physical picture of how you'd like to be. And my experience with working with people is that people have so much more in them than, than they they think and 
so much of the work is to clear that those muddy waters and get some real clarity on what people are actually capable of. And we're so stuck in the sort of day to day all the time that it's actually this is a, this this document is a space where you can start to explore for yourself and just see okay so where would I like to be? It's a, it's it's a bit of an oasis actually away from the craziness of life. And of course you're going to be going oh this is impossible this is impossible I get it. But but actually starting to build the picture, you're almost tying a thread around yourself just to start to pull you towards where you'd like to be. And going back to things, we're not looking for perfection here. We're looking for a sense of direction. Yeah. So I think, how does this actually work, Ali? I thought if people work with you or should do that work, what are the like the practical steps? Because I think, oh, that's great. I would like to have a start working on the vision thing. But how do we actually start? Writing what's the secret? secret, Is there like a secret step? Is there like the the golden laws of vision writing? Copyright of vision. No, I think if somebody if somebody wants to do it themselves, the way I would structure is is start with the kind of career perhaps you want to have. Do you know what? There's no there's no rules to this in terms of where you start. If it's something as simple as where how where would you like your health to be? You know, I'd like to be really fit i feel like the, the in the best shape possible okay so what does that what what are, will i be doing for that i may be you know talk about myself cold water therapy exercising eating the right food and, that, and that's all we need at this stage we're not putting the goals and actions it's just starting to put the ideas together and if you work through sort of what's the attitude and mindset i would love to have what is the career and business i'd love to have what is the financial situation I'd like to be in? What is the health I'd like to be in? Where would I like to be living? The the, the big thing I did, piece, piece of work, I don't know if I, we talked about it on the podcast, was four or five years ago, when I'd sort of reached a point in my life where I knew I needed to change things up, was just wrote my obituary and said, okay, how do I want to be remembered at my funeral? And that was a big piece as well. And actually, when I, when I read that from, from people I work with, that's a really quite a moment, actually, when we read it again, like, okay, and, 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 it, and how far away is, is that moment from how you're feeling the moment? It's quite some distance. So that's, of course, when we do start to do the work. So just start to write those, take those titles and just how do you want to feel? And what do your financials look like? What does your career, what would you love to be doing? This is very much kind of the wish fulfillment piece. You know, this is the what of how you want to be. And and don't censor yourself. I, I, if I, Again, if somebody comes away from this, like don't stop censoring yourself. Stop, stop thinking that this is none of this is possible because, you know, I've got lots of experience of working with people who do come to me who've really lost their sense of purpose, lost their sense of why, sense of, where they are, or they're just being eaten alive by leadership, all running their own business. And actually, once we get very much clearer on 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 how they want to feel and where they're they're going, that it's just fundamental changes that, that that go on. Like, okay, right, I need to stop. I was reading a great uh, statement the other day, which was said, which which I'm starting to use a lot now, and I've, I've been talking to clients about is if I'm saying yes to this, what am I saying no to? And if I, like five years ago, I was saying yes to business, no to my family. 
And that's, that's completely reversed now. So it's those kind of things that start to come out and it's, it's, you know, you can write this over six months, over, over a year, if you want to, if you're just on your own. Yeah. And I think also the, it's again, coming back to, it's a, a, a not a document, like an assignment that you said earlier, that has done this as well. It's like something that you carry with you yes. and it's like something you can come back to and you can refine, refine 1% every day. It's a life work and it's never done. Yes. But yeah. You go at it like that is how I went at it. And that's probably because I have very fallen in love with Stoic philosophy. And there's a, there's a, there's a thing in Stoic philosophy saying, you have to live every day as the last day and you are dying. That's the only thing that's for sure. You're dying every day. Yeah, so of how are you going to spend every minute of that? So yeah. crafting my best life is probably my most important job for everything I do, because that will fuel into the quality of the work I do, the quality of relationship I have, the quality of the time I spend with my family. And you can see if you don't have that compass in place, you can very quickly lose sense in this world we live in now. And I definitely felt the last couple of years, there has been periods where I thought, what the hell? Like, what is the <laughs> idea with all this? You know, yeah. well, why is nothing working sometimes, yeah. you know, what yeah. I'm doing wrong? Like, and you're hungering for some kind of breakthrough that's not going to come because you actually don't know what you are looking for. You're just focusing on results and therefore you don't see the process and enjoy that process as it is to get into the future. It's a process. And it's you, 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 insane. Absolutely spot on. Like, and it's, it, it's, it's not a, a piece of work. You can't think of it like that. Like it's like a homework. It's, it's, it's very emotive. And just, just touch on that. Interesting enough is that one of the, one of the key things that we actually spend time is, is talking about the relationships an individual wants to have. And that is, it's always comes back to start with very, very surface, very surface and like, okay, let's, let's really dig in here. And actually once, once, once the, 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 the sluice gates open and actually starts to write down, this is, this is the ratio I want, I'd love to have with my partner my wife, my kids. It's funny how certain podcasts will come into your life. Suddenly you listen and you think, oh my goodness, this is, this is. This is exactly what I've been talking about. I need to write some of this down. And it also starts to spark conversations within the relationship as well. And listen, you know, you, what are you getting out of this relationship? And how are you feeling in this relationship? Where would you like to be in 10 years time? Where do you see us as a couple being in 10 years time? And because you've got a sense of your own journey, you, you can also add that into the conversation and start to ask really pretty, pretty profound questions together. And again, you're, you're, and, and going back to your, we all lead these incredibly busy lives. And as couples, you can very much start to, sort of, you know, you start to focus on the kids and you forget about each other. And this is right about bringing it back to, to, okay, what, what is it about this individual that I was first attracted to? What do I want, what I, how do I want them to feel? How do I want to feel in the relationship? Do you see how it's layers and layers and layers and layers? And you're not on your own on a black piece of paper. You, you've got so many books and podcasts and uh, that you can listen to and read or YouTube. And, and as you're starting to write it, things start to draw into your life and the, and the picture starts to be, to be drawn and, and to, to be drawn. And it's a form of journaling, really. That's what it really is, but with titles.
I would say, just journeying things out and just just wish fulfillment, wish fulfillment, and just keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, just whatever comes to mind, and it will yeah. shape. I like that. It's like journaling with a framework, and actually, you can then and you can get some s small breakthroughs and clarity as you work yes. through the document. I found a very, you know, first I just wrote a really fast draft, and now I'm going back yeah. on each each area from relationship to finance and refining that. But I can see that will take time because suddenly, as you said. Or listening to something, or yeah, I saw an article. I normally would yeah. grab. I thought, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, um, and one of them was around transition. How you're managing transition, your ability to say no. And then I was like, I'm, I'm quite good at saying no. Am I actually good at saying no? And then you, I saying, how would you actually like to say no? Because the and it doesn't mean you say no to everything. I think no is about respecting your vision and the the work you're doing and taking the time to do that work that really matters the 20 percent to give 80 percent but again like i had a huge reflection on that because when it gets hard and the mental load increase you will often just say yes to any any opportunity around the corner and then if something yeah. goes wrong yeah. you get very frustrated because you were actually on the wrong opportunity maybe or the wrong yes or you said no to family which uh, especially you mentioned that small kids but i'm in myself it's a really ongoing struggle because the family evolves so quickly as the, as the kids evolve you evolve and also everything is about the kids you say how do you break out of that from, from a relationship point of view as well and set that clear you know intention to find out where are we going because where you were going when before you got kids we had the, lots of time to talk it's very different now when you have kids and priority changes because nobody knows what it is to like having kids before they have them themselves and how hard it actually is and how it actually, it challenges you so much. It's like you look in your mirror now. I can look at my 80-year-old boy and think, oh man, I said that. Oh, that's not, that was not smart, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I love to work with the team over at Bissimple because they are always striving to get better. 1% better every day. So I had to share this with you because we simply have launched a new blogcast, which highlights some of their favorite hospitality maverick podcast episodes over time. And if you're new or hardcore super fan of the show, this is a perfect opportunity to catch up with some of the standout episodes from our massive back catalog. The Simply team has and will be extensively transcribing interesting moments from each episode while providing some new insights on our brilliant guest, the Mavericks. There's already some great write-ups with Mavericks like Chef Chantel Nicholson and the co-founder of Singerman's community of businesses, Ari Weinswein. Find them at thisimply.com slash blog and click blogcast on the right side menu. Enjoy. <laughs> and actually touching on that point as well what the document also helps you with because i think we live in a we live in a world where you're told you can do everything and be mm. everything yeah. and i think i don't i just don't follow that at all i think that there are some things that if you want to achieve if you're taking big if you want to achieve big things and not everybody wants to everyone 
some people just want to live a very sort of happy, calm, fulfilled life. But if you want to have some big wind, then, then you have to take some big swings. And when you're taking those big swings, if you look at your sort of circle of life in terms of, you know, the key thing, key components, there will be some things that you might have to let go that you, that, that you just can't, you can't juggle absolutely everything. People get very caught up in this story that I needed to be a number 10 on my relationships, number 10 on my health, number 10 on my friendships, number 10 on my personal growth. I'm like, wow, that sounds a really exhausting life. Yeah. Uh, and it's, and, and again, through the documents and through values, which you and I talk a lot about, you really get to a sense of kind of, okay, this is what's really important to me. Yeah. And if, if I really want to get to this place, and it's one of the questions I ask is to say, okay, so look, if, if that, that's a great big vision, that's going to take a certain amount of work. What are you prepared to give up in that? Or, and who do you need to be in order to achieve those things? So I think, I think we have to be very careful in terms of thinking we have to do everything. And this document is about being brilliant at absolutely everything. It, what it actually starts to come out is that, okay, so if I want to achieve this, there are certain elements of my life that I'm going to have to just dial down a bit. Or yeah, that, when it comes to your health, dial up perhaps. Yeah. And that's really the hard bit. I think yeah. it, letting go or saying no is actually quite hard or ask for help. Quite interesting. Asking I had a yeah. different podcast conversation with a totally different talking about, you know, people's lack of ability to, to ask in general because they're afraid to be rejected that's principle the underlying or looking that they are lacking knowledge or insight uh, because people love to help in principle so there's also lots of people that can help you if you struggle with that i maybe say no no you actually don't want you to do that in a work context I'm yeah yeah perfectly fine to do that you don't need to be involved in that you make you make a really good point michael and 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 we've again we've talked a lot about this and it's, I think it's Stephen Covey or it's, it's, it's somebody else is talking about the sum of the five people you're surrounded with. Yeah. And, and, and I have a really fabulous friend actually, who I'm, who I'm, I'm setting up a business with next, next year, a uh, female coach who I can talk to about absolutely anything. And she can phone me and talk to me about anything that she, she, she needs. I think we need those people in our lives because you're right. You, you, you have moments of especially if you're running a business, self, self doubt and God, you know, and all the other things, all the other balls that we need to, to, to be, to be juggling. And I think everybody needs somebody like that, that, that you can be completely vulnerable with. And again, going back to the vision pieces is you start to look at one of the questions that, we, that I asked in the document is who are you surrounded with? And that is often about the people that we have to let go. First of all, the kind of the, the people that are exhausting, they're just, they're just not energy givers. They sap loads of energy out of you. They just, they just come with all their bag of woes and just kind of load those up and actually give nothing into your life. And then you start to look at, okay, so if I want to get to this place, who do I need to start talking to? Who do I need to start being surrounded by? And that again, it starts to question all those parts of your life as well. So Having, having some sort of key individuals in your life that can really support those plans as well and actually be there to listen to you when, 
when the going gets rough is also very key. So again, yeah, you start to look at all those, those key people that you surround yourself with. That's super interesting as people will, will reflect. I just wrote it down to myself as well, like assessing that as well. Yeah. And it just it doesn't actually mean that they need, you just maybe need to spend less time with them at yeah. some time. But that's Cheap what I've learned as well. Like, yeah, I love them, but they're yeah. not, they're not helping me really. They're not the 20% of people that drives my vision and you need them to take the decision maybe to find out. Where do I manage that in a way? I know there's just some people, you just, they are in your life and that's how it is. And you need to, to accept that. But I think there's a really good exercise in that because you actually need to be very clear on that Stephen Coey circle of five people. And, and sometimes some of them go away and then they come back. I also learned that through yeah. life that yeah. they've been there for many years. And then there's a period where you need something else and then totally the universe just shifts something around or you make it happen because you are vision that has that. And then they come back again and there's another point in life where actually you right. need that help. And I think that's really interesting. And I think often people think about it, what I've been talking to people, they look at it like these successful business people or uh, that's not always. It's, there's people with different qualities you need in that circle as well. You need people that... That's, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're, you're right. And, 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 I, I'd love to say that the, the, the way that, that I assess these things is if I see an email or a, get a phone call for that individual, I see them flashing up or I see the email. If my, if my stomach goes, oh, great, then I know that there are people that I want in my life. If, my, if I go, again, then I know they're not people that I want to see lots of the times. And... It, it's quite a nice way of just doing it. I had a, I had yeah. a boss actually quite a, quite a number of years ago, whenever he used to ring me normally on a Monday morning with a very, very quick, hi, how are you? Which, which was meaningless. Uh, it was then, you know, one of my restaurants was in trouble or, so, or something had happened over the weekend. But whenever I used to see his number, I thought, oh, my son used to do that horrible drop and like, oh God, what's going on? And it, you know, it was just something I just really didn't want in my life. And actually quite quickly decided that that was it. I didn't want them in my life anymore. So I think that's a really nice way of being able to do it. I, I really, love that. Yeah. Really, very really practical. Really. Very, very cool. How do yeah. we bring this to, to life? We want to touch on before we, we, we run out of time. There's lots of good stuff here, but how do we bring it to life on a daily le level? You talked a bit about that. You take this, you simplified something in the vision statement and you look at it every yeah. day. To, yeah, to, to make yeah. sure it's alive and it's not yeah. just once a year it comes out. Yeah, so so the way I've built it into to my life and and I and I'm always working with clients about that is is trying to find some time in the morning. I read a book about 15 years ago called The, the Miracle Morning, which was about really sort of creating space in your morning, getting up early, and having some sort of key components: exercise, some meditation. Or some just some some silence, a bit of affirmation work, a bit of visualization, reading, and I've just built that now into to I, I kind of revisited the book because someone was asking me about morning routines, and I said actually there's there's a brilliant book I've been doing for years, and I've forgotten to recommend it, and so many people were just really enjoying it. It's such a simple little book, yeah. and through that I, I took my vision piece, which is ten or eleven pages. 
and just broke it down. So six key things that I wanted to have in my professional life and how I was seeing the future for my professional business, professional life. And also six things I wanted for my personal life. And as I said, so earlier, I just sit down there, you know, if I've dropped the kids off or it's very early in the morning, I just sit there, have a cup of coffee and I just read it. It takes me all of five minutes, Michael. And it just reminds me, oh yeah, great. And I, I, I cannot tell you the energy shift that that can give just that, okay, this is why I'm doing it. This is what I'm doing. I mean, listen, I'm very lucky. I love what I do for a living or a vocation, but it, but it just reminds me, I've got a big vision of how I want the business to be. It just reminds me what I need to be doing and why I'm doing it. You know, for me, it's my, my, why I'm purpose about the kids. So it just reminds you. And then that is a great platform to, to, to set your, set your whole day out. It really is, but you have to do the work. And once you've done the vision piece, by the way, you don't, you don't have to, you don't have to rewrite it every year. That, that is pretty much in, in place. You might have to touch yeah. up on every year, but, but really that's once it's done, it's done. And, it, and that's just, it's just living and breathing that all the time. Yeah. Does that answer the question? Yeah, I think, and I think it's really, yeah. I really like the idea about that, you know, trying to bring it out as much as possible and, uh, and we're going to, exactly that's really my goal now, because I didn't have that. I have that in my notion thing, I open it maybe once a month. Yeah. And, oh yeah, yeah, I'm on the right direction. But then you get into the hustle and bustles. Yeah. And when we talk, so, oh, this is clever. Exactly. Then you remind yourself every day. There's actually a reason why I need to do the work I need to do today. And it's okay. Some of it is really good fun and some of it's going to be hard, but it needs to be done because you, you put in your vision. That's what you want to achieve. You want to, and you have to say no to things, for example. Yeah. Well, it, it just helps you. It helps you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The right things. No, no, to the wrong things. And actually, sorry, just to add in there, just to my left, a vision board as well, you know, having a vision for some people written down is enough to kind of build that swell of kind of excitement uh for others it's a vision it's a vision board and 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 i'm a huge believer in vision boards it's it's all most of the top athletes actors business people they use a vision board if you were to build a business picture if you were to come and say look this is what we want to do with the business you'd show someone your board of vision and it would be exciting and it would, it would capture the audience. And again, I don't know why people are so sort of a vision board. It, it's, it's, it, why, why not put, put pictures of kind of the house you'd like to live in or physically how you'd like to feel, what you're doing with the, the kids. If you've got kids, it's a really, again, it's a visual reminder it's, and it's there next to me every day in the office all the time for me. So I, I've just got these, these, these. Uh, trigger points around the place all the time. So it's just reminding me, reminding me, reminding me about what I'm trying to achieve with, with, with my life and for the kids as well, actually. Yeah. I love that. Ali. other thing, like well, I was thinking of talking about that. It's like, you almost create, you know, the environment for what yeah. you want and it's, yeah. al it's already having unconscious. You don't even have to stop up and look at it. You just have to pass your eye over it. Like, yeah, over here, yeah. I would have what a great day looks for me. I would have my values over here. I have my goals for 2023. So just like, I don't read them systematic every day, but at some no. point I'll stop up and have a look. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, exactly. It's like, we're actually moving. 
on that. So again, it gives you that, okay, it gives sense onto the next thing. So you actually have the energy to complete the, the mountain yeah. of yeah. work or tasks we all have. Yeah. What is one of the, you know, typical blockers you see with people when they start this work? You, you mentioned some of them <laughs> already. Asked a couple of years ago on beliefs, didn't we? And I think yeah. honestly, it's so much of this is around your belief system. Yeah. Because your and I said, I think I said on it same, because it's something I stand by all the time is your beliefs drive your thoughts, drive your emotions, drive your actions, drive your results. And a lot of my work, my early work with individuals is really understanding their paradigm, you know, where they, how they see the world, what's, what's, how they got here in the first place. Um, do they see the world as dangerous? Do they, they see it as abundance? Do they see it as scarce? And that's so often is, is that's a belief system of that's what's stopping them. I don't deserve this. My friends will judge me. Um, who am I to think that I could be doing this? I'm not enough. And, or I'm an, I'm an imposter. And I, I, I will, I will say I hope the audience sort of picks this out. I've worked with, I work with some really fantastic individuals. Everyone I've ever worked, I've just so enjoyed and some really successful individuals amongst them. Everybody has a sense of I'm not enough. Mm. They have an imposter. I haven't got enough time. Can I really do this? You know, it, it, we all have that going back to that imperfection piece. If people got to start still thinking that they have to be perfect. For, for, for all this it's like that's we all feel that and it's just really getting comfortable with getting uncomfortable about pushing through those 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 barriers and actually we were before we were talking before we came on we did that quote didn't we Mike? and you, you you um you yeah i sent that podcast to you i was just trying to find it actually the terry terry real quote which i just absolutely love there we go and, and i think you sort of picked up the last bit Confidence is our ability to see ourselves flawed and still, uh, still hold ourselves in high regard. And I think that's so much of what I do with, with, and have done that I've become very comfortable with my flaws and I have many, and I've had, I've got things in the past that maybe I'd like to have changed, but I've become very comfortable with those things that, you know, I'm a human being, I make, make, make mistakes and I think that that state that that quote I think captures so much about us as individuals. It's like embrace your infections, embrace your flaws, be confident with the individual that you are, and know that everybody feels in some way like I don't have enough time. I'm not enough. I'm an imposter. They just do. That's just the part of it. But the people that really make things happen are the people that get comfortable with being uncomfortable and just push through all that as well. Sorry, you had a that, the last bit that you said actually was yeah, yeah. I was thinking, I think yeah, because it's right. I think I think maybe it's not Terry real because I just wrote it down here on my phone as yeah. the, the notes were going as I do sometimes. I think it's Esther Peril, the relationship uh, guru. Yeah, go on TED Talk, put Esther Peril, and you will find her. Yeah. And she says that you know perfection in a good relationship is the ability to see their flaws and still hold them in high regards. And I think she added on that in the advocate. And that's so powerful. How much time do we don't spend on getting frustrated with loved ones yeah. or people at work or 
where instead, and then you said very nicely, just let them, let them, you know, let them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a uh, Mel Robbins quote that I saw the other day, and I thought, what a brilliant quote because somebody was getting very frustrated. I mean, I work on this the 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 model Steve Peters model, the chimp chimp human yeah. computer model, and we often talk about people cutting you off, and. I'd seen this Mel Robbins piece and I, I just said to, to, to one of the people I was working with, I said, just, just let them, let them. And he's been using it all the time. He said, it's amazing because he's, you know, he gets frustrated with his bosses and just let them. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just such a, just a release. It's like, you don't need to climb into the ring and do battle with everybody that comes across your path. You just don't just no, choose no. battles, you know, stay out of the ring and let them. So yeah, so 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 I think it's just really really important that people understand that that this is not about perfection. It's actually the opposite. It's, it's you know it's just embracing your imperfections, being really comfortable with with who you are, and being very comfortable with having aspirations to be to be even more. Yeah, there's nothing I, wrong with that. That was really good. It's really, really good. So yeah, so the vision work. Well, I wanted to ask a couple more things before we round up, oh. Ali. I wanted to hear. Because you work, you know, besides you helping people, of course, you, you're working on becoming your own best self. And yes. Yeah, so what has been one of your learnings since we talked last year? You know, another year's gone. What's like one of the key learnings you had taken from, from this year? Or maybe I practice think, first. I think the, yeah, I think the saying, what am I saying yes to? Mm. That, um, I think that for me has been a really key learning. And I only, I only read that quote i think three or four four months ago but actually i really think i've been living that this this year because obviously we talked about goals and I, i've got them all up here and uh i've got a reflection next week okay where am i with all those yeah and, and i think also that i have a i sometimes have it of, of of perhaps not asking for as much help as i'd like as well mm-hmm. i'm very kind of yeah I'll go looking in, in books and stuff as well. And I've had coach, I've obviously had a coach previously and I loved it. And then I haven't had a coach for a while, but I have to say, I've got some really key individuals in my life who I turn to, who actually two, two of them are coaches, they're great friends and people I can be incredibly vulnerable if, if I want to be. And they are also really good at what they do. And I like the fact that they make me feel uncomfortable when I see a post of theirs or I hear what they're doing. I think, I'd like to be doing that. Um, mm, and yeah. I, I love that. I love that kind of leaning in and going, right, that's going to really get me to, to, to a better place and leaning into them. And, you know, and I think just, just being, being around giving people really, and, and I've got such, such good people. So that, I think that's been my learning. I still burningly ambitious and I can't get rid of that. And there's a lot I still want to achieve with the business, but I think I'm doing it a really great way as I'm just always want to be super authentic, work with, continue to work with just amazing people and, but to continue to build the business in a very organic way. I'm not in any crazy rush, don't need to be, but really go back to what I coach all the time. Enjoy the journey, enjoy the journey, really enjoying the journey. I'm really enjoying it there. Really, really Mm. enjoy yeah, very, very, very good learnings there. Um, any any books you would advise people should read here in the new year we're coming up to? Well, I mean, there's a, the, all, the, all the classics that you and I talk about. For, for, for me, uh, the, the, there is the, there's the Atomic Habits, of course. 
there is. I, I, I do think that the book I give to, to, um, all my clients is, is the Pass Through the Jungle, which is Professor Steve Peters. It's a big piece of work, but it's, it's the chimp model. He wrote the chimp paradox. Yeah. This is more in depth. I, if I find it really helpful for, for clients because we often probably in session four, I was a bit chimpy today. And, and then we talk about why the chimp was so prevalent. And it's a really, really great working model to, to see how you're behaving in certain um, areas. Seven Habits, of course. But the book I'm actually reading, my, is I've gone back to, to, to the restaurant stuff, which is Unreasonable Hospitality. The remarkable yeah, yeah, power. Will, Will Guerrero. Guerrero. Uh, I'm hearing so many amazing things. In fact, a couple of clients who are not in the hospitality this business have recommended to me. I've just started reading and I can see why. It's, it's also, it's not just about the hospitality business. It's about how you should treat people. Yeah. You know, and, and how treat yourself. And treat yourself. Yeah. And, and I think, I think really what I enjoy with him, uh, he's a very successful business leader. Also, I'm very honest about when to stop, when is enough. When okay. have you done yeah, that's what I, yeah. that's like, if anyone should, we no. always think we have this belief that we have to go and continue doing things. Sometimes we also need to move on from them. One of them was he had to, to leave that restaurant business. That's what it's about. It was a really interesting last couple of chapters about that. And now he's doing this new thing where he's actually helping more people than he did before. But it's very interesting about that transition. And actually, you know, we also, as we talked about saying no, it's also sometimes to stop something that's been a very big part of my life, you know, maybe yeah. for 15 years, two decades, How to, when, when to stop. Can I talk about thing? very quickly? Because that, that's a really yeah. just very quick point. You may, you ask me a question, what often gets in the way, beliefs. Also identity yeah. about, about who you are. And so, so my, you know, go back to my own personal journey. I was a hospitality director. That's who I was is how I define myself is how others define myself. You know, I launched a really successful business, the last business we did. So it was great. So people knew me for that and then decided to give all that up and think, right, I really, what I really want to do is go back and contribute and coach. And I had to ch shed a lot of skins for that as well. And I think that's, that's for a lot of people. A lot of people come to me for sort of, you know, I want to change my career. I want to change my life. And like, okay, what are you willing to give up? Because in the very simple terms, you go to a party and they say, what do you do? For, you know, that very British thing. What, what do you do for a living? Like <laughs> I was, and <laughs> now I am. It's a really, mm -hmm. they're really interesting clubs because you can sort of, if you sort of take yourself out, you fly out, you look at yourself and say, listen to you, listen to what you're saying to these people. Like you're telling us, telling a load of stories because you can't quite decide what you're going to do. And that's, that's also sort of peeling back and sort of letting the let skin, the, the layers of the skin drop and say, okay, this is who I want to be. And I'm going to be intentional about that. I'm going to own it yeah. because that piece that people get very fixed in, but I am a you know, hospitality director, or I am this, I am that. Okay, but when did you, when, you didn't come out stamped with hospitality director. No. You're just paying that person. Yeah. And, and those tools you can use in lots of different places. And it's the same with, I'm an engineer, like, yeah, stamp, engineer, off you go, down the engineer line. I'm in property, stamp. It's really interesting that that piece for a lot of people, 
because obviously that comes with lots of responsibilities and you've got mortgages and children and stuff as well, because I am this person, but actually you, you don't have to be that person. And that's the question a lot of people want to start to ask themselves. Yeah. And I think it's, it's funny, I guess I should give like an advice that helped for me because also I went from running hospitality businesses, lots of employees, and I, I was always focusing on where I came from and, yeah. uh, and then I can't remember who said this or read this. I started saying I'm X, X hospitality executive oh, and yeah. now right and then now i don't even say it. You my background yeah so yeah. it's a transition word and then i said and now i'm focusing on trying to do this or i'm doing this or i'm trying to change this in the world that don't do that anymore but if people ask me so what did you do in the past then i say i'm x you know i'll say okay. x, x okay. mcdonald's blah 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 yeah. blah in the decade with that because actually you need to have that. You need to allow yourself for the transition bridge, as well. Bridge. bridge over. Yeah, yeah. I, I mix this. I used to. There, there is a bridge, but then there will be a point, of course, which you're doing. And, mm. and, and now I'm doing, because I was the same. Yeah, I'm, uh, I, I did Ollie and Steen. And like, it was still a sort of, it, I still had to be, the ego was still playing such a big part of like, yeah, but I am, you know, I'm not just a coach. I'm this. I'm like, yeah. listen to you. Listen to you. Yeah. Yeah. bullshitting your way through this it's like own what you do be intentional about it because you love what you do yeah. and 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 yeah, yeah. you it's a, it's a it's a bridge and it's it's a bloody uncomfortable bridge it really is yeah. but but uh, but actually once you get over that bridge and leave that up behind you realize what else is available to you as well that's yeah. the other thing. well like you're not fixed in a box you can be you can be whatever you want to be once you've made that sort of that cross over the bridge so yeah and it, but it's a lot of people stand to that that bridge and go i'm not sure i want to cross that because they don't know quite how uncomfortable that place is but yeah it's it you know it's it's not too santi because it is a hell of a journey it is a journey but it's possible but it's possible possible you just got to lean into it get uncomfortable about it yeah, and you would look back and you would think should i go back because actually yeah why did i leave why did yeah. i take first step anyway and then you take yeah. the next step and then it gets further further and away and in the end you are just have it's just an x thing i did you know i'm not i'm not part of it anymore i understand it and i probably don't understand it because i've been away from it too long i don't have an opinion about it like suddenly you get there but it is like transition that because it's identity for many people definitely when they yeah. as you came you know on a director level you didn't spend three years on it you spent decades probably yeah. getting there yeah. well that's an interesting little twist here in the end where can people yeah. find out more about you ali connect with you if they want to hear more about vision work or anything else where's the best place yeah what i mean a lot of my work really is sort of mentoring and sort of confident work as well as doing the vision piece so you can find me at www.alligordon which is a-l-l-y-g-o-r-d-o-n.com uh coach sorry coaching.com uh on LinkedIn, pretty much write a few articles on there. And yeah, there's on the website. If you want to, let's chat, let's chat. There's, there's nothing attached to that. Let's, you know, if, if people are interested in just talking about potentially working together or, or whatever, or just want to have a conversation, then that's, that's how they can do it. Good. Thank you so much, Ali, uh, for taking well, time out you. again. And, uh, we hope that, uh, this will do some impact. 
in people's lives out there. Let us know. Let us know. Please reach yeah. out to us and power and energy for, for the year ahead. And you, Michael, and to all your audience as well. Have an amazing Christmas. And I can't believe it's 2024, but good luck in 2024. I really appreciate that you're listening in. So if you enjoyed today's conversation, please share with others, rate it or give it a review, or subscribe to one of our channels, which all can be done via the website hospitalitymavericks.com. I believe that reading books is key to become a great leader. So I've helped you with a curated list of some of the books that have impacted the guests here in the show and myself over the years. Find it on Hospitality Mavericks website, hospitalitymavericks.com, under the reading list. A big thank you to BizTemple for supporting us, bringing great insights, strategies, and tools to help leaders to become better every day. Check them out at bizsimply.com or on their social at bizsimply or bizsimplyhq. You can also email them directly at podcast at bizsimply.com. If you have any ideas and feedback for the show or other thoughts, reach out to me via LinkedIn or my email, michael at hospitalitymavericks.com. I'm Michael Tinkser, and you've been listening to the Hospitality Maverick Podcast Show. Be Maverick!